In some of my songs I've casually mentioned The fact that I like to drink beer well, This little song is more to the point So roll out the barrel and lend me your ear I like beer It makes me a jolly good fellow I like beer It helps me unwind And sometimes it makes me feel mellow Makes him feel mellow Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And joining us in a few moments for a virtual visit, Kayla Petiti of Ballast Point Brewing Company. In preparation, we are enjoying a passing Haze Hazy Session IPA with producer Joe. And welcome, Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. We had this beer at the Brewfest Talent. Do you remember that? I do remember it, and I I really liked it then, and I think I actually like it more today. So it's a it's a very good beer. I was just looking it up on their site just to get some details on it, and so it's it's actually pretty lightweight, four point two percent alcohol content, and it has thirty IBUs. I like their write up on it. They say it's a guiding light among foggy beers, <laughs> and, and I would say that they yeah. did. They nailed they nailed this hazy. This is this is yeah. one of my favorite hazies. This is my favorite four point two beer I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's full of flavor and you yeah. wouldn't know it. Yeah. No, not at all. Fantastic beer. Maybe Kayla will give us a little inside scoop on it when we get her on the show soon. Uh, we are friends who love sharing beers and telling stories, so we made it a podcast. And we are lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, beer mecca within a beer mecca. Thank you for listening. Please keep sharing our podcast with your beer drinking friends. And just a little bit on the social media side, please follow us on social media. We are at I Like Beer, the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I Like Beer, the Po one, and I Like Beer, the Ta one on Twitter. And then you can also check out our new website, I think, which has just been recently updated to learn more about us, see our photo gallery of uh, some of our field trips uh, when we were allowed to make field trips, um, and then also even some of the virtual stuff we've done as well. Uh, and that's I Like Beer, the podcast.com. Please follow us, rate us, leave a comment, and send us a message. This helps us kind of build our build our podcast. Right. We don't have commercials, but we do need your help. Yeah. <laughs> we had in our conversation with the Cody from Beer Night in San Diego uh, when he joined us earlier this month, a great explanation of craft beer versus independent beer. He echoed a sentiment of beer guru John Hole, uh, drink beer, think beer author, uh, that macrobreweries can take the term craft, they can't claim independent. That's left to local breweries as a way to signify their artistry, their self-reliance. And it's something that we love. You know, John Hole also makes the point that good beer is good beer. Don't worry about it. So (laughs) that's a great point. San Diego beer enthusiasts take that very seriously as hometown brewery Ballast Point knows. The Ballast Point journey has moved them from one of the founding fathers of microbrewing to the middle of a controversy, now back to independence. Here to tell us about her story, as well as the story of Ballast Point, Kayla Petiti. Welcome, Kayla. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Our pleasure. Absolutely. And cheers. Yeah, yeah cheers. Absolutely. Before we get started, yeah, that's right. We see you also have a beer, and it's a different color. So I think you have some. We have the hazy. What are you drinking? You know, it's so funny. I almost grabbed Passing Haze. That's ah, honestly my go-to. It's so nice. light, you know, low ABV, and the flavor is there. Yeah. Which is, it's got all, all it marked all the points there. Um, but this one that I'm drinking actually is our Brewer Series Hazy. Our Brewer Series is something that just launched with our new ownership. 
Um, so they have come out with the first one was the Grinner. Um, they launched that in March, right when they we, we first got bought. And this is the second release. It hasn't been, you know, due to everything that's been going on in the world, we haven't really got it out there. But it's a hazy, um, and it's a 7.7, which when I first had a sip, I I, I thought it I thought it was going to be a six. You know, when you drink it, it drinks like a, mm-hmm. a five or six. And I found out the ABV, and I was like, what? <laughs> so it's a dangerous one, but yeah. it's also very flavorful as well. So it's good. You can only ha- I can only have one though. I need to switch to passing after that. <laughs> Well, we're podcasting from the safety of our own homes today, so we may have two, possibly <laughs> three. So, especially the first one hardly counts, 4.2. So we may have three by the time yeah. we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So Kayla, we'd love to hear a little bit about you, what you do at Ballast Point Brewing, and how you got into the brewing industry, Ballast Point specifically. Okay. Yeah. I've been with Ballast Point here for, I'm, I'm going to come up on my five-year anniversary in a couple months here. So, you know, it's funny, prior to Ballast Point, I had taken a couple years off of work. Um, I had a few children and was just taking it easy, you know, doing some part-time stuff here and there. And I moved back to San Diego and I was just like, man, I really just want to go find a really fun place to work. You know, I didn't necessarily need to go into the full-time aspect of it at that point. And uh, I had visited our um, Miramar, this Miramar location a few times and was just completely wowed by the location, you know, just walking in the feel, the vibe. And then when you sit down and, you know, looking at the menu, tasting the food and then boom, there's that extensive beer list. I was like, I have to work here. I got to figure it out. <laughs> you know, this is, you know, the best, best, That's best case scenario. Um, but I had applied for a couple months to no avail. I didn't even get a call back and I was very disheartened. I was like, oh, this is never going to work out. Uh, I kept going. Um, and then I had found out one of my old friends had gotten a job with Ballast Point at Miramar. So I was like, Hey dude, get me an interview. You know, I really <laughs> want a job there. Um, and so he did, he got me an interview and, uh, I had come in, I think I waited about an hour to interview. I had an appointment at like two and by three o'clock, I finally, someone's like, Oh, you're here for an interview. And I went through an extensive five person through five different people to interview. And it took about two hours, you know, that whole process, two to two and a half hours. And, uh, I finally got hired on as a host. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not, I am not kidding. <laughs> so it was a very long day. And I, you know, after the interview process, I was like, I don't even, I have no idea how that went. I just talked to five different people. And a couple of days later, they called me. And I started on as a host at Miramar. And then it kind of just took off from there. Uh, I had an opportunity a few months, only, I think only about three months after I started working for Ballast Point. They um, announced they were opening up their Temecula location and they approached me with the opportunity to go help open that location. And I was just like, sure, I've got, you know, I'm mobile enough. I'd love the opportunity. And I took it. And from there, I was a bartender, bar lead, um, and then worked my way up to assistant manager at Temecula. And then they approached me with the opportunity to uh, go down and transfer to a higher volume um, location, which is Little Italy. So I got to work at Little Italy as an assistant manager for, I think, almost a year. I think it was just shy of a year. And then they approached me to um, see if I wanted to come back to Miramar, where I started. And I said, no problem. I live in Mira Mesa anyway. Great. I'd love to. 
And then they offered me the position as a general manager here at this location. And um, yeah, so from post to general manager in about four four years here. Congratulations. So kind of full circle. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. cool. I, I definitely look back and I'm wowed and shocked at the opportunity. And I'm so thankful and so grateful to be, you know, come in when I did and learn everything that I was able to learn. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I currently run the um, Miramar facility as a general manager. Um, we have a pretty large team over here. I don't necessarily do anything on the brew side of things. I run the tasting room and restaurants portion of it, but it's nice because, you know, there's, we're in such close quarters. You get to talk to everyone and I know everyone who works on the other side and yeah, it's definitely pretty cool. Very cool. Um, so just a couple, I think you kind of hit a little bit on, on it earlier, but what, what would you say is your, your favorite beer style, you know, and, and, uh, where does that come from? I guess, do you come from a family of beer drinkers? Uh, how did, how did you come to that beer style? You know, okay. I don't, I don't know if I have a favorite beer style. I, it's so hard. I think my go-to, um, is definitely hoppy West coast style IPA. I think it's always my you know, it's so refreshing and it's definitely what I tend to lean towards, but it definitely depends on the list I have in front of me and where I'm at and what mood I'm in, what's the weather like. Uh, and that's kind of depends on what beer I get, but I'd say my favorite style is, you know, the hoppier, the better for sure. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But beer drinkers in my family, no, not then, but now I think I've converted <laughs> a few. <laughs> Convert. So I'm kind of proud of that, actually. That's very good. Very good. So. Yeah. And so, I mean, I guess with that in mind, you know, Ballast Point is kind of known for the IPA style, obviously with Sculpin uh, leading the charge there. But I know when we go there uh, to Ballast Point, um, there are so many different beers and styles to choose from um, other than just IPAs. So can you tell our listeners maybe, you know, that only know Sculpin? Uh, you know, what else is there? What else is brewing at, at Ballast Point? What are things that people should check out? Oh my gosh, there's so much. It's so funny and, and kind of off topic here, but you know, I when I came into Ballast Point, it was like, you know, Sculpin, obviously, the Grapefruit Sculpin, those are the hits. And like when you back then, it was like somebody who wanted, oh, I don't like IPAs, don't give me an IPA. And then he was like, okay, taste this beer. And it's Sculpin. They don't know it. And they just <laughs> like, oh, man, I really like that. What is it? You know, that's always been my favorite thing. But on that on that same note, um, you know, our beer list sometimes from, you know, an outside perspective can definitely look overwhelming. I think that there are so many things to choose from. But my favorite thing to do is, you know, we see a family come in, and, you know, part of the group is like, oh, I really don't like beer. Do you have anything else you can offer me? And it's like, oh, let me actually, before, before we offer you something else, let me just show you these a couple styles. Like what, you know, what kind of, what do you like? What's your palate like? You know, what are, what are your go-tos? And you, we have every single style, you know, our, our portfolio is, is, you know, from A to Z, I would say you can have, there's every, I mean, even right now, there's every single style on our list and, it's high quality and you just, you taste it and each one is completely different. And it's, right. it still boggles my mind a little bit too. Like, you know, the, the, when you open the, the door to beer, there's just so many things going on. And I think when you're new to it, cause I, I was new to it coming in, you know, when I first started working here, I thought I knew, uh, but then you come in here and you, you get all the knowledge and, I think the more you drink and the more things you try, you, you definitely appreciate all the different styles and 
but yeah, anyway, kind of going back to your question no, there. Yeah. Uh, they're right now specifically on tap. We, we have all of our world beer, what would have been world beer cut beers on tap. So we have a couple export stouts. We have a Dortmunder. Uh, we have a Munich Hellas. We have Pilsner. It's, we used to call it hop soda. They tweaked the recipe a little bit, but uh, it's a, just a very light drinking hoppy Pilsner. And I think at any given time, though, really, we have pretty much one of every style yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. One of my favorite, I've, we were kind of talking before we, we, we started inter, uh, the, the interview, but is uh, I love going to Home Brew Mart because not only do you have your your the standard menu there, but then you have all of the, the experimental beers that they've come up with. And so it's such a great place to go. And like you said, y- you name a style of beer, you're going to find you know something there that you're going to get a chance to try. And, and they're all done at a very high level. It's a really cool place. And if I show up and piper down, you know, my first beer... At Bell's Point, it's always Piper Down. I love mm-hmm. the Scottish Shale, but there's been a couple times I've shown up and Piper Down's not on tap, which drives me a little crazy. But the last time I was there, they more than made up for it. You had about five different versions of, yeah. of Piper Down, including some barrel-aged uh, yeah. versions of it that were amazing. So yeah. that's I'm going to give my shout out to the, the Scottish Shale Piper Down. I know. You are not alone there. You there That beer has a big following. What's really cool, and I, you know, I'll be vague on it but they're working on bringing back a lot of the old favorites the, the crowd favorites that people you know they just they haven't had for a while so um hopefully in the near future <laughs> we should have something similar <laughs> excellent yeah all this talk of ipas you guys want to crack open that that version yeah, of scopin absolutely oh yeah we've got the the aloha mm. can one of you pass me a bottle opener yes or excuse me for a moment, because I put it right out of reach. <laughs> the day that California went into the stay-at-home orders, we were I, my son and I was driving him back. We'd gone up for his college because we'd heard they were shutting it down. So we loaded up his dorm and we were driving back. And, and from the, So we were coming through Anaheim. We hadn't heard about the stay-at-home orders yet, but we go, oh, we're going to go to Bottle Logic. So I don't know if you've ever, but Bottle Logic is an awesome place in, in Anaheim. So we pull in there, and as we pull in there and, and we walk in to get some beers, we can hear people talking about, oh, yeah, they're shutting this down, shutting this down, whatever else, all this kind of stuff. So I order my beers, and I'm, I'm talking to the, the bartender there, and I said, so what, what's going on? He goes, actually, we don't know what we're trying to figure out right now. I think we're closing it like in an hour here. We have to shut everything down. We have no idea what's going on. And so we're like, okay, good thing we stopped here. So we got those beers. We got in the car and we were driving home and, and we were getting ready. We were going to make some beer. And so I go, I said to him, I said, but I think Home Brew Mart will be closed now. So we called them. We go, are you guys open? Um, so we're, like I said, we're about Disneyland. And I said, are you guys open? And they go, yeah, we're open for now. I go, all right. So we just drove straight through, bypassed North County. We went all the way down to Home Brew Mart, bought all the ingredients to be able to make a couple of beers because we thought everything was just going to be shut down. Nice, yeah. um, and it was really, and they actually said, they said, we don't know if we're going to be open tomorrow or not. But it was really funny. So I was like, that was my last place I visited before everything shut down. And then I think ultimately they were obviously able to reopen, but it was kind of funny that we just went to hoard uh, <laughs> beer making materials. Yeah. Uh, most people are out buying toilet right. paper. We were, <laughs> we were buying right grains thing. and and yeah. uh, and hops and stuff <laughs> so that we could make beer through the whole thing. I love that. I think that's amazing. <laughs> so we have not only opened up a bottle of the Sculpin, the Aloha Sculpin IPA, but we've been joined by Tom Engineer Tom. Uh, Tom Engineer Tom, you get double names today. Can you tell that we started without you, Tom? 
Does that mean I get another promotion? This is two episodes in a row here. I get more titles to my name. Yep. <laughs> Check is in the mail. So, yeah, I'm drinking uh, the Easy Seas. I don't know if you guys can see that now. That's a that's a high AB beer. Yeah. I'm going in strong. <laughs> you want to catch up quickly there. You got to catch up. That's right. If I'm one beer behind. I got to catch up somehow. So, Joe and Talent, what do you think of the Aloha Sculpin? Again, I think it's a very, very tasty. You know, it's a it's a little different version of, of you know of your sculpin. I mean, it's not. I don't think I feel like it's it's quite as bitter. You know, I mean, it doesn't have that that hoppiness, and I think maybe it does, but they've kind of cut it with some of the, you know, by by whatever they've added here. I'm I'm reading up on it a little bit. They said that they did. They added wheat and oats to kind of give it a smoother mouthfeel and and give it that haze. And you can definitely it definitely's got a little more smoother taste to it. Yes. Yeah. It's a little bit on the the floral side. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's kind of my my opinion on it too. I think it's a top seller over here for sure. It's a different yeast strain. So it still it has the same, you know, sculpin taste, but it's definitely a different take for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing that's amazing to me, like now that I'm reading on it, they're saying, you know, it's got it's 70 IBU, so it's it's pretty high up there, but it, it doesn't taste that way. Right. Um, yeah. And actually the thing that's amazing is it says there's no fruit added to it, which it has a very tropical kind of fruity taste to it that's coming from the yeast strain yeah. yeah from the yeast yeah that's pretty interesting well now that we have another beer we can sit back and kayla can you share with us a little bit about ballast point story the twists and turns of the ballast point story oh gosh it's, it's a roller coaster that's for sure <laughs> um yeah okay well taking you back to the beginning here I guess my take on it, I think the coolest thing about it is that that was point started with just a couple of guys who wanted to brew some beer, were experimenting in their basement, and they couldn't find any homebrew supplies locally. They, they were having a hard time getting the supplies that they needed, so they went and started a homebrew shop. And, you know, all the way from the very, very beginnings of that, you know, and them just brewing the beer that they wanted to drink and getting the community involved, right? Coming to Homebrew Mart, picking up supplies, tasting the beer from just that alone, it has grown into, you know, what it is today. And we're coming up on almost 25 years now. And wow. to me, that's like, it's just so amazing. You know, going back to my first uh, couple months at Ballast Point, back when I got hired before I got hired with Jack White when, you know, he was here. They did something called orientation. And it wasn't when it wasn't the day you got hired, things like that, but they would get a group of about thirty people, you know, who had recently gotten hired um within the last couple months and they'd get them into a room and Jack White is sitting there telling the story about Ballast Point. So I you know, I have a vivid memory of just sitting in one of our um banquet rooms down here at Miramar facility. Jack White standing right in front of me telling me, yeah, we just, we just got a van and we drove around and sold some <laughs> copper, you know, and we wanted to see who would buy it. And then from there it just grew and grew. And he showed us pictures of them in their basement and, you know, the van that they drove around. And I was just looking at this guy in like, you know, khaki shorts, board shorts. And I'm like, wow, like this is amazing. You know, looking around. And so I think for me, I, I, I'm five years in now, so I wasn't here at the very beginning. Right. But just even looking back at that, it's like, it's just, you know, he walks in, he says hi to you. And, you know, it's just, it's cool. You know, honestly, it's, it's pretty cool. And then, yeah. So I guess going into the twists and turns here, it's like, 
you know, shortly after I got hired, um, they had announced that we were going to sell to Constellation Brands. And it's a big gut punch, like, what? Like, you know, this family, this, you know, this everything that we've had, you know, this it's amazing. It's on the highest high you could ever be at, you know, in any work environment, in any place. And it's like, what? But from the inside looking out uh, after the initial shock, what's pretty cool is that, you know, even with Constellation, nothing from the inside and the culture had changed, you know? So there was a good six months to a year where it's like, okay, well, we got bought out and the perception is not great from the public, right? You, you feel like you have betrayed so many people, right? right. Um, but on the inside, we're still brewing the beer that we want to drink. And no. we're still, you know, doing what we do on a day-to-day basis. And then, you know, seems got a little rocky there for <laughs> a couple, a year or so, a couple years. And business wasn't as great as, you know, as it could be. And, you know, people stopped that had worked here for a long time, no longer worked here. And so definitely got bumpy. But then the king and the convict came in and they took us back to being independent. And I can say it's it's been, well, technically since March, right? They got Ballast Point and then we had to close all locations and pretty much stop everything due to COVID. But the announcement happened in December. So from December, I mean, the kind of the way I'm looking at it is from December on the way that they started off with the company was just also really cool. It kind of brought me back to when I was in that room with Jack White. You know, they're coming in here. One has a really thick Aussie accent and he's, he's really cool. He's a convict. Uh, but he's just like, you know, hey, welcome. Yay, we got you. Like, we're here. Like, we're so excited if you want to say hi to us. Like, you know, and it's just very down to earth and they're right in front of you. And, you know, we've got all these plans, but we're interested in hearing what you guys have to say. And we want to get back into San Diego and get back to our roots. And I think that if COVID hadn't happened, then we might be a little further along in what the plans that they have for Ballast Point and what they want to do. But it just, again, has kind of brought us back to that feeling of just we're home, you know, like it's just cool. Okay. I know I was there in early March, uh, with family for a celebration. It was one of our places we like to go for celebrations. Ballast Point and Carl Strauss are kind of our celebration places. Mm-hmm. And our server, Brian, who, who is amazing. I asked him about it. How, how do the changes feel? And he, he said he felt it was like family again. That's awesome. Brian helped open Miramar when we opened. He's been with us for longer than I have. So that's really cool to hear that. Yeah, he was great. He brought out a bunch of research and development beers that that I hadn't had on my list to try that night and was very excited that he did. <laughs> that is very cool. Good. <laughs> so I think you kind of answered a lot of my my next question. So I'm going to twist it a little bit because I think you also touched on the fact that you said that you guys are have plans to start going back to some of the original beers and start producing some of that kind of stuff, kind of getting back to the, to your roots and getting back to your origins. So as we're talking about this path back to being an independent brewer uh, or brewing company, is there anything else you can expand on with that or things that you've seen, like I said, where you're, you're moving back from being maybe macro to being more, you know, back to an independent craft brewer? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's a tough one because I think in my position, I don't really have the much of the inside scoop on the brewing aspect of it necessarily, although I do have my friends who give me some insight, right? No, but 
you know, I, I mean, I kind of take that back because, you know, Chris Bradley, who's the, the, the king here, um, king of the king in the convict. So he's one of our owners. He will stop by my cubicle, you know, almost once a week and kind of be like, Hey, we're thinking about doing this. Or are we thinking about doing that? What do you think? And there's been talk of bringing back some old favorites, but there's also been talk of, Hey, let's just do something new. Let's, something let's introduce right. this river yeah. series and you just make beer that right. we want to drink and, you know, new stuff. So yeah, it's hard to say. I know what I can tell you though is I don't know if some listeners are listening here who love sours. We haven't had sours on the menu pretty much this whole year because we've only had sour wench and one variation or white wine right. sour wench has kind of been the only sour. Whereas, you know, prior, I would say last year when we were you know, pumping out on our sour facility, we would have six variations or, you know, closer to 10 of different sours. And we're brewing, we're going to start brewing at Long Beach, that that whole facility is going to turn back into a sour facility. So we're going to, we're going to start adding those to the menu. I just met with the brewer of Little Italy uh, yesterday. He was over here touching base, dropping off some stuff and picking up some yeast. And I got to talk with him for about an hour. And getting kind of information on what's brewing at Little Italy. So side note, Little Italy, I got to work there, I think I told you, for about a year. That is by far, I think, the most I've learned uh, about Ballast Point is that facility. They have a five-barrel system. They have 15 tanks. And pretty much at all times, they're all full of just experimental beers that you know, get shipped out almost weekly to our locations to tap. So every Thursday, we pretty much tap one to two new experimental beers, small batch that will never be packaged. You know, it's just strictly experimental. And they are super talented (laughs) at what they do, like what they produce. It's just, I was in awe. But working there and working, you know, that facility is much smaller than the Miramar facility here. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. Yeah, I have. You got to small tasting room, a small patio and a brewery right there. So you're working in very close quarters and you get to, you know, pour off the bright tank. The the brewers are pour pour for you what they're doing. We have a thing called pre-shift every morning at 10 o'clock with our front of house staff and the brewers come over, they pour something, whether it's off the bright tank or on tap, and they will go into the education of how it was made and what they did and why it tastes the way that it does. They'll do creative things like blind taste test, what do you think it is? Or um, they'll pair it with the food special. We always taste the food special every morning as well. And so those are the things that really get your your brain going and like, oh, wait, why does this taste so much better with this type of food? Having the brewer there telling you why or what or how, it's just, I think, a once in a lifetime opportunity for me personally to do that pretty much 40 hours a week learning that process and what they have brewing right now is just it just gets me excited i think yeah. about my job it's like every thursday that's my favorite day to work because i'm like okay we're tapping some new cool beer <laughs> nice. that's cool well I, I think it sounds like ballast point is like a lot of places pretty much society right now and in a holding pattern but it sounds like you guys are doing the right thing with trying to kind of I guess, preserve the past or honor the past, but also with a look towards the future, which I think everybody, you need to be, you need to be evolving as well and how you can get better. So I think that's, that's a good plan. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kalith, speaking of those kind of going back to the roots and some of the traditional beers, we're going to enjoy the Marlin Porter. 
which is one of the originals. But this one's a twist. This is the Mocha Marlin Porter that Joe picked up for us earlier today. So Mocha Marlin, the regular Marlin Porter is one of my favorites there. That's usually my like end of the night half because they do the half pours, half pour of the Marlin Porter to finish up the night. This is the Mocha. It smells like a chocolate bar. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's good. Great color. Like when it's funny because we've been pouring all these hazies into the cup and then now you pour this chocolate like syrup into the cup. It's 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 got a great color and great smell to it as well. Just a fantastic beer. I, I completely agree with that. I, I think I love the Victory at Sea. That's kind of another one, right? But that's a ten percenter and it's just it's you can't drink a whole lot of that, but that black marlin is just calm, it's soothing, it's it's pleasant for sure. Very smooth, very smooth. I always say I'm not a big coffee guy, but I've come to appreciate coffee in beer. And mm-hmm. and this one, the coffee just adds to the flavor. It's not something where it's overwhelming. Um, and I think that's probably the few beers that I've had where I didn't like it was that the coffee flavor overwhelmed the the, the beer flavor, really. And, and uh, this one's a really good blend. Good balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff said it right. It's a, it's a great way to end the night while you're eating dinner at Ballast Point. <laughs> right. There you go. Next question is, and I think you've kind of touched on this a bunch, but uh, what would you say are some of the best parts of working at Ballast Point? Oh, this again, I think it's like, I can think of three things right off the top of my head. So I don't think I can pick one. I mean, not in any particular order, but the people. I can't tell you how many just brilliant people that I've met along the way here. I think what it is, is that we've supplied over starting up a thousand breweries due to the employees that have worked through Ballast Point. They have ventured off and started, you know, new things and new chapters. And I just think that's so cool. Like we, you know, from the experience they've had here, they have helped the whole brewing community and started up new things, which is awesome. But beyond that, it's like, for me coming into the industry, pretty much not knowing a whole lot and just getting to work side by side by honestly, the most brilliant people that I've ever met and who can just tell you things and teach you things. It's, and then not only that, it's just the passion. And my team on the front of house, it's, I love coming into work every day because I get to you know, meet great people and share things with great people. Something that stuck with me from the very beginning of working here is pretty much one of our core values is just treat other people that you'd like to be treated, right? So whether it's the guest, whether it's your employee, it's that's the bottom line. It's like, what would you want to happen to you in that situation? How would you want to treat someone else? And I think it it really is in the souls of the people who work for this company. And it it just it honestly just feels good. And there's a lot of passion, which is cool. And to piggyback on that, my next thing about you know what I love working for this company is the education. Like I've mentioned probably multiple times, I have got world-class education here just by simply, you know, getting a job as a hostess, right? (laughs) You know, and growing. It's like, I have learned things that I never thought I could learn. Um, My palate for beer is I I just, I truly appreciate how it's made and I've been able to brew. You know, that's one thing with the Little Italy location, we call it Roots to Boots, is we send our employees to a full paid day's work. They get to go, you know, it's five at a time. And they get a paid day with a brewer and they get a, pour, I mean, I get to pour the malt in, I get a <laughs> mill, I get to pick cool. the style of beer. You know, we collaborate 
five people, three out of five have to agree on the style and you can do anything you want. You know, I want to make a rainbow unicorn IPA and (laughs) three people agree. You're going to, you know, it's like, it's just really cool. So I've done that three times and the education and the the hands-on experience, like, oh, I, I am so happy for that. And then I think, you know, the beer, (laughs) the beer. (laughs) That's one of my favorite parts. (laughs) Plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately for us, speaking of the brewing part of it, we, that's one of the biggest things we, I think we've lost because of the the COVID is we actually had a date to go down and brew at home brew with them. We were going to make a, we were going to make a beer with them on a Saturday and kind of podcast the whole process. And they were like, oh, you guys want to, we always want to make this Neapolitan beer. And we're like, oh, that sounds delicious. Let's do it. So hopefully once this all clears up, we'll get a chance to get back to that and, and reset up that date. Oh, we'll make it happen for sure. Yeah. So um, Ballast Point beers, especially IPAs, are, are available everywhere in San Diego and beyond. But for right now, how can someone get Ballast Point beers? Like what, what are ways people can get them? What are your guys, are you guys open? Are you, you know, what are you oh, doing yeah. delivery pickup? How can people get beers right now? Yeah, absolutely. So all of our locations right now, um, including Chicago, we're all open um, due to COVID regulations. We are only doing patio dining. So, I mean, I'm very lucky here. We have got a large patio. We also set up tents in our back parking lot with turf. So we added some extra space. It's all six foot distancing. Definitely all the regulations are in place. And we're very proud to hold the high mark on following all of those as well. But you can go to any of our locations, normal hours. Downtown Disney, I believe opens sometime next week. Um, Long Beach is, you know, all patio, everything's patio dining. And Homebrew Mart, they actually set up tents in the back parking lot as well. And back, okay, very cool. Food, so that's completely open. So I recommend coming to any of our tasting rooms, definitely to try our uh, research and development beers. Okay, so I talked to the brewer yesterday um, down at Little Italy. We're coming out with a uh, hot pepper manta ray, and it's pretty spicy. And if you haven't tried our manta ray, it's a double IPA. It drinks like a single it's uh, again dangerous, but so good. Um, <laughs> and then we have all of our uh, World Beer Cup beers going to be tapped in two weeks, I think. So you won't want to miss them. They're definitely going to be delicious. So yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Kayla Petiti, for sharing your story with us. Oh, sorry, I was drinking. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It has been a pleasure speaking with you, learning more about Ballast Point Brewing Company, San Diego's own Ballast Point. And we really look forward to visiting you at the Tap Room restaurant when things are back to normal. Oh, yes, please do. I look forward to having you guys. Listeners, thanks for joining us and sharing our podcast. We'd love to keep chatting with Kayla. But right now, we got to run. B double E double R U N, be run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run.